It's the Wex Appeal Podcast. Barbells, beats, and buffoonery. Three, two, one, go! Here we go. Dope conversations. That's my gang is conned. Where fitness, pop culture, and a lot of random buffoonery collide. I'm coming for you. It's ridiculous, really. Hashtag space work. But amusing. Wax, you, you laugh least at me, so you get to go next. <laughs> Here's your host, Wax. I was going to say I blacked out during the explanation. <laughs> I just heard space work. Welcome to part three of our HWPO training takeover. Uh, the next guest is probably one of the most awesome people I've talked to in a while. Her name is... Amy Anaya Everett. She is the lifting coach, the Olympic weightlifting coach for HWPO Lift program. So if you are part of that program, you know all about her. But if you don't, listen to this episode and hear all about kind of how she came up in CrossFit, her Olympic weightlifting background, her love for tattoos and Harry Potter. Just all in all, we had a great conversation and a great chat. So I definitely recommend checking it out, listening. You can watch it on YouTube. You can listen on Spotify or wherever podcasts are found, and uh, make sure you like, follow, subscribe, share, do all those things that help out all the algorithms and and make all the things go. That's what makes this podcast get out to everyone. So we want to get it everywhere. So like, follow, share, do all those things. It is much appreciated. And then you know, hit us up in the comments. Tell us what you who you want to talk to and uh, who you want to see. And you can actually follow along live on YouTube. And ask questions live. We're, we're doing it live now. So check it out. YouTube, Wexfield Podcast. Subscribe, like, share, do all those things. My sponsors for the show, of course, Thunderbro. You've heard me talk about them before, but we are on a training track with Thunderbro. Trying to get big, get swole, but uh, you know, also cut down on fat. So we got a whole nutrition plan going. We've got a weight, weight training program going. We've got conditioning going. All in all, supplements, everything getting the body in order so that we can look and feel our best and be around for a long, long time. It's all about being able to be here for my family and wife and kids and everything. So check it out, thunderbro.com, T-H-U-N-D-R-B-R-O. No E in thunder. You can follow them on Instagram. You can go to thunderbro.com. And if you check it out now, right now they are doing $9.99 eBooks. So go check them out. Get yourself some programming. And uh, add it into your training. You can add it into your CrossFit training, some hypertrophy training, which I did with Dave the other day, and it is absolutely phenomenal. So go do it. My favorite coffee, of course, is Strong Coffee Company. They are a great sponsor to the show. If you go and check them out right now, they're doing a overstock sale. Um, Use the code WEXAPPEAL. I don't think you can use it on the overstock sale, but use the code WEXAPPEAL for $15 off your order for anything else if you want to put together your own package. Uh, But they're doing an overstock sale right now where you can get a whole ton of coffee for a discounted discounted price. Great coffee. I love their morning fix, their daybreaker. Both of those are vital to the way that I wake up in the morning when it comes to getting your collagen protein, your MCT oil, Neurofactor. It's good for gut health, brain health, your skin, hair, nails, all that all in one cup of coffee. Best way to start your day. Strong Coffee Company. Go check it out. Follow them on Instagram and see all the things that Adam Von Rothfelder has got going on. And also, if you want to hear more about Strong Coffee Company, you can go back a few episodes and listen to my interview with Adam where we talk all about how it started and and everything. 
And then finally, my favorite apparel company right now is Blackout Barbell. Go to blackoutbarbell.shop, use the code B-L-K-O-U-T, that's blackout in all caps, to get 10% off of your order and a special gift from the Wexfield Podcast. So go check it out, blackoutbarbell.shop. Without further ado, we had a great conversation with Amy Anaya Everett from HWPO Training. She is the head weightlifting coach for HWPO Lift Program. If you've seen her online, she's going to be at the games. She's going to be hosting classes, doing meet and greets. She's going to be all over the place. But we had a great conversation about everything from Harry Potter to Olympic lifting to CrossFit to tattoos, you name it. We talked about it. It was a blast. Awesome, awesome individual. So hope you enjoy. As always, go and listen on YouTube or watch it on YouTube, listen on Spotify, or wherever podcasts are, are found. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here's the interview. All right, we are here with the Wexpeel Podcast. I am your host, of course, Wex. And my guest today completes the HWPO training takeover, Amy Anaya Everett. Welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I I am very excited to have you on. Um, you kind of caught on my radar once you joined up with HWPO, and you know I had uh, you know seen you kind of here and there, and then saw all the content that you had with HWPO, and I was like, she's awesome. <laughs> like like everything I see coming out, like she looks like a lot of fun. Like we need to we need to talk and we need to have a chat. So well, thank you. Absolutely. So how is everything for you? You are on the West Coast right now. I am right? on the West Coast. Yes. Yes. In Oregon. How is everything in Oregon? Here right now in Florida, it is pouring rain outside. So I'm get I've got thunder and lightning outside. My dog is quivering over actually I think oh. he's in the closet. I think he's in the closet now. Um quivering from the thunder and lightning. But how's everything out in, in Oregon? Well, it is beautiful day, um, but it is smoky. There's a fire somewhere, so we're getting a little bit of that smoke, um, which makes it kind of gloomy and like a, the apocalypse feel. Apocalypse. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> apocalypse. Like the moon was red this morning when I got up to Ooh. walk, and so that makes it like unfun to go outside. But typically, I mean, it is kind of fire season, so sometimes this happens in the summer, which is a bummer. But can't complain. I. I've been to Oregon once and it was beautiful. A um, little bit rainy when I went, I think it was November, uh, October, September, October, yeah. like kind of in that in, like end of September, early October range. Um, and we were in Portland, basically like right outside of Portland. Portland rains all the time. Gotcha. <laughs> Very <laughs> rainy place. But where I'm in on Oregon, it hardly ever rains. We like pray and beg for rain. We're like, please let it rain. So <laughs> It's very, it's more like California here where it like hardly ever rains. And when it does rain, we get really excited because then it, you know, we like, I pull, put all these buckets outside and like collect rainwater to water my plants with and stuff. Because <laughs> it's so exciting. I'm like doing the rain dance. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I've seen some of the, like the pictures of the area. It's beautiful. It's yeah, just, just beautiful the out there. In the mountains. It's amazing. Gotcha. And, you know, so a little bit of background with you. Um, you are the owner of Catalyst Athletics with your husband? Yeah, I co-own it with my husband, Greg, yes. Yes. So tell me kind of where that started. Um, we'll, we'll kind of jump into like the, the origin story, I like to say. Um, you know, kind of your background, where you come from, and kind of how you tied into CrossFit. And 
he and if I remember my facts correctly, he has the four. It was the fourth CrossFit box yeah, ever. He did. He owned the fourth ever um, CrossFit affiliate um, back there. It was I think it was it was either CrossFit NorCal or NorCal CrossFit. Okay. Before um, Jason Kalipa took over that name of NorCal, so they were that um, he and Rob Wolf. I don't know if you know who Rob Wolf is. That's an ancient name in the CrossFit history. He used to run the he used to run the nutrition certs within CrossFit. He's, he's the paleo guy. So Greg and him opened the fourth ever affiliate. And I um, met Greg through my coach at the time, Mike Bergner. And Mike Bergner had been, you know, he's been around CrossFit since the very beginning. And he used to take us to the level one certs at Greg Glassman's gym in Santa Cruz, like the original gym. And so we would go with him and help him. Um, you know, back then it wasn't like, like the two day, you know, cert that it is now it was like an hour in the one day level one cert. I think it was called the level one back then. I don't know. It was the very beginning days of CrossFit. So I can't remember exactly, but um, he used to do like an hour presentation on the Olympic lifts. And so we would go with him to help him. And that's how I met Greg. Gotcha. At one of those at Greg Glassman's original gym many, many, many years ago. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I'm, I'm wearing the OG shirt just for yeah. Yeah. <laughs> true OG, you know, in, in the space. Yeah. So, yeah, I got to actually hang out with Coach B and Sage at the games last year. Um, oh, awesome. They were doing seminars and stuff in the, you know, in the center of the vendor village. Yeah. And, uh, so I got to hang out with them and talk to them. They're, they're great people. Yeah. Wonderful people. Amazing. So, have you always been into Olympic lifting or did it kind of start with CrossFit so and then started, trans transition over? No, I actually have never CrossFitted myself. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, don't like, uh -huh. I don't like the feeling. Um, I've always been an Olympic weightlifter. I met, uh, well, not always, but I met Coach Bergner at 18. And then he, um, you know, and I was a weightlifter with him. He taught me everything I know about the sport. He encouraged me to start coaching when that time was come. That time has come, and so I had only been around CrossFit because of him. And then my husband, you know, with Greg owning the Fourth Ever Affiliate, he was very involved in CrossFit at that time. And so I've been around CrossFit from the early stages, so I know like you know the more old school methodologies, and I've just been around it since the beginning. And so that's how I have you know, built my knowledge around CrossFit and, and how I've been involved in the sport. So first through coach Bergner and then through, you know, and for that time and then continued on with Greg. And then uh, we owned a gym for a little bit, you know, a little while. And when we started catalyst athletics, when Greg started it, he started it first before we were married. And then, you know, obviously when you get married, it just all merges together. Of course. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and then I started helping him with that. And, um, so that is really how I got involved in CrossFit. So I think a lot of people don't know that they just think, oh, I'm an Olympic weightlifting coach, but also, you know, I have coached many CrossFitters. Sure. Uh, I coached China Cho and Jolie Gentry, who was the first ever winner and, uh, Jocelyn Forrest. She won, uh, the NorCal regionals once and Tamara Holmes and all these like old school names that, you know, that you don't hear much these days. And then I coached Cody Anderson for a couple years. I've helped Lauren Fisher. So I've been involved in the space over the years for a very long time, um, either helping CrossFitters with their Olympic lifting only or coaching them in both CrossFit and Olympic lifting. Right. So, yeah. um, 
you know, like Jolie Gentry, for example, I programmed everything for her, her CrossFit and her lifting. Or like when I was helping Lauren Fisher, I only did her lifting. But when I was helping China, I did her CrossFit and her lifting. Or <laughs> Cody Anderson, I did all of his programming. So it's, you know, it just is, it dependent on where I needed and what I needed in that time. And so, you know, I learned just from being in the space and coaching the athletes and from every CrossFit athlete I coached, I learned more and I just get all these tools in my toolbox on how to be a CrossFit coach. But um, so that's, I think that's my whole life story with that. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> so, kind of like the, you're kind of like the multi-tool. You, you can come yeah, in and like really help anywhere and everything. I think it helps um, me being an Olympic lifting coach for elite CrossFitters because I also understand the sport of CrossFit as well. Yeah. Uh, so it's, you know, I'm able to program and help them in a way that also carries over to their CrossFit. So I think that that is, you know, one of my strengths, but definitely it all got started in coach Bergner's garage. You know, he taught me a lot. Um, like I said, he encouraged me to start coaching. I did not want to coach at that time I was in school because I wanted to be an FBI profiler. Ah. And he really encouraged me to coach. And so, you know, then when Greg and I branched off and started and we, you know, did Catalyst and I just grew and learned that way. And so it's been, a, you know, over 15 years of hard work. Wow. I love it. So, so you went to school for, to be an FBI profiler or, or that's what you wanted to be? Or That's, or, what, or, I went, that's what I have my master's degrees in. <laughs> it, yes. Cause I saw you have a master's degree in psychology. Uh, human behavior psychology and one in forensics. Okay. So you definitely know how they, how people tick yeah. when, it, when it comes to these different athletes. And as I've seen, like through the different athletes that you've coached, there's a lot of different personalities that you have to kind of adapt to and, oh, and, yeah, for and, sure. and, and, and go along with what has been the most, like you go from wanting to be, you know, for, you know, in forensics and, you know, in FBI to coaching weightlifting, has there been a lot of things with it that you've like, Hey, I'm actually taking this and carrying it over <laughs> too. Um, I don't think so. I think that like, I mean, people say, Oh, that must be what makes you a good coach because you have these, you know, two different degrees in psychology. Cause my undergrad is in psychology too, but it's like, I don't know if that's what makes me a good coach or that like just the person that I am was drawn to coaching and also was drawn to psychology Right. Because like the, the part of psychology that I love is like, well, of course, the mental aspect. And I am a very mental coach. I'm not a mental coach in the like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not a mental coach, but I do coach. <laughs> we work very mentally with my athletes. Um, but I don't know if that I wouldn't say that that comes from my psychology background. Like, it's not like I take things I learned in school and I'm like, oh, I'm going to apply this to my athlete. I think it's just who I am as a person and like what I embody as like the way I approach coaching. And I think like I did learn very much to coach from my soul from Mike Bergner, who I saw him very much coach from his soul. And it wasn't just about numbers and paperwork and, you know, sending a program. It was so much more in depth to that. And I knew that that is the kind of coach that I wanted to be. And so like I took what he taught me for years and years and then also what my coach later in my career, his name is Bob Morris. He also taught me a lot about 
um, you know, being mentally tough and how to, um, you know, believe in yourself and different mental aspects. And his coaching also has a great influence on my coaching. So it's like, I took what I learned from my two great coaches and developed my own coaching style. But then it's like, I also, every athlete that I coach or every time we get through success or failures that also all merges together also with what I know about the brain and the mind. And so I think it just like all comes together in this like cyclone of amazingness where like, so I think it's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Do I like psychology because I was meant to be in this position or did psychology help push me to this position? Gotcha. And that was a really big word vomit kind of answer. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm I'm all about it. And the and the thing that just kind of exudes like this is the first time we've talked in person. Like like you know we've gone back and forth on email and stuff like that. But like the first time we talked in person. But you know a lot of what I've seen has been social media and your energy just kind of exudes from that. Like it's just such a fun vibe. So so I can see why people like really relate as far as listening to, you know, the things that you have to say. And, you know, as far as, you know, how to make themselves better and working on that mentality. Um, I was watching, you know, again, a couple other your videos where you were talking about like, Hey, if you miss a lift, like, you know, miss it twice and then go down, change it, you know, because sometimes your head's just not in the game. Right. And then we just get frustrated. And then we like, it's like beating a dead horse, but it's like beating yourself instead. And then what happens is like, not only do you get frustrated in that moment and just completely fall apart, but then also next time you go to train and next time you're going towards those weights, you remember that you're like, Oh, last time I missed this nine times. And it's like, that's not really the way we want to approach things, right? Like that's not doing us any good. It's only doing us a disservice to to keep, you know, setting ourselves up for failure like that. I've, and I've been there. I've, I've, I've definitely been the guy that's attempted the lift, you know, seven, eight, nine times. And just been like, ah, <laughs> like it's right there. It's right. It is right there. Right why there. is this, two, why is yeah. this two and a half pound plate so heavy? <laughs> like, Oh, I did it nine times. Cause it was right there. And it's like, well, if it was right there, you would have made it. So yeah. obviously it wasn't right there. You were just like, getting in a frustrated, angry state. So I mean, yep. they're all the time and place for everything, but I don't want people to be like, Oh, I tried it eight times and I made it on my ninth time by like the hair on my chinny chin chin hail Mary. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't want that because you have to make it on the first time. So like, how do we get your mindset surrounding that? Yeah. Like, first, first and second time feels like it's an actual skill. Ninth time feels like it's just lucky. Yeah. Like, exactly. You just, you got it, but like that was just a fluke. Yes. <laughs> How are we going to replicate that? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so you come with, you know, like I said, a huge pedigree as far as the coaching tree, but you also coach for USA Olympic weightlifting. Yes. Like the actual Olympic weightlifting, you know, team and yes. taking people to great heights. Um, one of, one of my favorite athletes that is your athlete, Batty Rogers, that, I just kind of the same thing with her, with her social media. Like it's just a vibe. (laughs) It's absolutely just a vibe. She's a great star. So how, like when you go into an event, like how you're coaching multiple athletes, how do you, how are you able to kind of adjust and match those energies? Um, you know, does everybody kind of go in with kind of the same, or do you feel like, you know, one might, one might be on a high, one might be on a low and you've got to kind of match that. 
So if it's like a national competition, uh, you know, with our whole team, say there's 14 of them there. Um, and this is something that I really had to work hard at as a coach. Um, and you know, I actually worked on it with my therapist and different tools that I had to develop as a person so that I could show up for each person as if they were my only person that day. Because sometimes what happens is if, you know, you have seven lifters in a day at national championships, let's say, and the, you know, the third person you coach had just a terrible day and, you know, she was emotional and crying and bombed out and it was just a disaster. And that is really hard emotionally to not only be there for your athlete and like give them the words that they need, but also as a coach, because a lot of times you get these feelings of like, what did I do wrong? How did I fail her in her program? Or were we not prepared? Or was she not peaked? Or, you know, you immediately go into this self-blame, like, oh gosh, is this my fault? And you kind of have to evaluate. But also it kind of puts you in a bummer mood. It's easy to be in a great mood when your athletes do well. Um, but when when something goes wrong in the competition, whatever it may be, it does bring you down and put you in a bummer mood. And if you have someone in the very next session, you have about 10 to 12 minutes to get your shit together um, before that new person comes in. Because if you take everything that happened in this session into the next session, that's not fair to that athlete because then they're going to feel that energy and they're going to feel your, you know, whether you're disappointed or upset or emotional, they're going to feel that and that's going to then affect their their performance. And so it's like you, I I really work hard to be able to like, okay, that session is done. I'm going to make some notes. We're going to deal with that later. But like, I have to get my mind right, kind of reset. You know, it's like take two yeah. and get ready to be fully present and here for this new athlete because what happened in this past session it doesn't mean it's going to happen here and you have to like show up in the best possible way. And I mean, it wasn't easy for me as a young coach, I would like wear my emotions on my sleeve or I would, I was not able to like, I mean, this is years and years and years ago. I wasn't able to stay calm and collected on the outside and like all happy and confident when in the inside, I'm like literally shitting my pants, you know, (laughs) or or whatever. And so That's just something that you learn with experience because every athlete in a day deserves to have you at your best and fully present and focused on them and not on what just happened in the last session, whether it's good or bad, you know, because even if the last session was so great and the person won all these medals and broke records and just had the greatest day, you also don't want to take that into that next session and put that pressure on the next athlete like oh well look at what so-and-so did they did all great so let's go follow that you know you just really like set a clean slate for each athlete and you know with Maddie when we're at worlds and stuff um right now in Olympic qualification she's my only athlete there so we only have I only have to focus on her um sometimes at worlds or Pan Ams I have two athletes her and Jules but with this Olympic qualifications, Jules is not on the Olympic track. So she's not at these competitions. And so I'm able just to fully focus on Maddie. Um, but even then, like sometimes I'm internally completely shitting my pants. And it's not because <laughs> it's not confident or I don't believe that she's prepared. But at these international competitions, you really have to be prepared for anything. And anything can go wrong, you know. Yeah. 
sometimes we show up and the, and the food isn't the greatest and you can get sick or there's no toilet paper in the bathroom or, I mean, just a bazillion, you know, jet lag, a bazillion things. And so those kind of like all of the outside control, the things that are outside of our control sometimes make me nervous and like unsteady. And so I have to really just kind of maintain an, a, you know, a, a level of cool about me. <laughs> so <laughs> it's easier for sure when you only have to focus on one athlete, but you still have to like keep yourself in check and make sure that you're taking care of your own self care so that you can be ready to absorb and help your athlete through all of their nerves and their panic and their ups and downs and their training and all of that. Yeah. And some of my favorite clips is actually seeing your response to their lifts. Oh. <laughs> so embarrassing. Like when I go crazy. I love it. You shouldn't be embarrassed. It's it's amazing. I tell myself, just hold it together. Just stand here and clap. Like, <laughs> hey, but oh my gosh. I no, can't. It, it's good. You you have to. You show that emotion, and I and I think that's what is so endearing about it, is it because you are you can see like you see the coaches where okay somebody goes up they hit their lift and you know like you said they're just like a little golf clap and they're like all right cool let's let's go to the back, but you don't really feel like they're invested. Like yeah. you're invested. <laughs> so that's so funny that you said that. Um, my friend Nat, he owns Hook Grip, and he's the Hook Grip photographer. I don't know if you're familiar oh, with yeah. Hook Grip, but he. Oh, very, um, I I love those videos where they do the lift oh, yeah. and then they do the slow motion. I just yeah, I could um, I could sit and scroll it for hours. We were at some competition and it was just like oh we were just like training through it. I think it was like a nationals or something. And she did one. She uh, Maddie did one twelve and it was an American record. But I wasn't like overly excited about it because I already knew that's just what we were doing. It was just part of the training plan. Like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't at an international competition or for anything. It was just like more for us. And so I just was like clapping and I didn't go crazy. And he texted me. He's like, what's with the golf clap? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm sorry. I was just like so routine. And it was just like so it was like such an expected routine number. Like we knew it was going to happen. It wasn't like a do or die type of lift or it's something. I just wasn't overly excited. I was just like, okay, yay, that's it. Let's scratch the third. We're going to do our clean and jerk and move on. And so he's like, can we never have that golf clap again, please? It <laughs> See, it, it's, it's your staple. Like that, yeah. that is you. Like it's not, you know, you, you got to go crazy when they hit their lift. So taking a competition like that where you've got, you know, it's, you know, obviously there's times and, and, and things, and they have a specific like set, but they can set up, they can make sure they hit their lift and, and all that. And they have a certain time frame in which to do it. Going from some, an atmosphere like that to then going to an atmosphere like the CrossFit games or semifinals, oh. how is, how is that? Because, you know, sometimes it's, you know, I mean, at Olympic weightlifting, they can walk up, they can set up, they can get ready to go. But we saw it at semifinals, the, 800 meter run and then yeah. or was was it run first and then snatch yes yeah run first and then snatch mm-hmm. so you have this this whole you know whirlwind of emotions with that so how how does that transfer for you as far as like watching those two two types of things oh my gosh I mean I'm obviously always nervous because at that point it's like you know what your athlete is prepared for and you know what they can make 
but it's like so out of your control. You just, you can't, you just send them out there and you're like, okay. (laughs) And it's so nerve wracking because you know what they've done in training. And even if the world doesn't see it, you know, there's so much that the world doesn't see PRs and lifts that we do in training. Um, And so I always know what they're ready for, but it's like, okay, are they going to do it? And that's a really, you know, scary place to be. But I think the differences in weightlifting and CrossFit is weightlifting. Everything is perfectly timed. You you time the warmups. And so right, you know, two, two minutes after their final warmup, you go up and you take your opening attempt. Now, obviously there's always things that can come into play, you know, like the person that's going before you misses and suddenly has a two minute clock or somebody all of, all of a sudden jumps and, you know, you lose an attempt or different things can happen. But for the most part, you know what to expect. But with CrossFit, you have to like warm them up and then you have to know they're going to corral for eight to 12 minutes. And then you're like, oh God, okay, so what is that eight to 12 minute rest going to do for them? Are they going to be able to like go out and hit the next weight or do we need to like lower it or, you know, so those are all things that you have to like practice and be prepared for and, and know that those things do affect the moment. And, you know, it's in things can go insanely amazing or terribly wrong. You know, in it was at semifinals with Jason, for example, I was losing my mind because he went off script. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like one of these things where I'm like, oh my God, that asshole, what is he doing? He is not sticking to the plan. He was just like, I'm going to go off rogue. And, but it worked out incredibly for him, right? So it's like, that was a PR, right? Yes, it was a PR. And it, you know, I was like, that asshole. I I mean, I knew what he was capable of to snatch, but it wasn't the plan to do it in that moment. And so it's like, oh my gosh. And so (laughs) I remember Matt texted me and was like, that asshole. I was like, seriously, like (laughs) totally off plan here. But it worked out so well for him because, you know, he, in, And at the same time, I want to be like, wait, you went off plan. You didn't listen. That wasn't what we were supposed to do. But at the same time, I want to be like, I'm so proud of you for having the confidence to take a YOLO jump like that or to take a big jump and to know you to really believe that you can make it. I mean, I tell him all the time, you need to walk up to the barbell like you already are going to make it. You already know you're going to make it when you walk up to the barbell. So to see that. It's like, how can you be mad that he didn't stick to the plan when it really paid off? Yeah. Whereas if it didn't pay off, then I would have, you know, lost it. But <laughs> so those things are scary because in weightlifting, you're right there. The coach is right there next to him. You know, we walk up to the chalk bucket with them. We can say any last words. We're right there in the vicinity. They can hear us. Mm-hmm. Um, but in CrossFit, it's like they're just out there by themselves. <laughs> Hope it all, hope it all works out. Like just yeah. send, them, send it and just let them go. You like try to say what you can, then you're like, okay, good talk. See you out there. And just like hope for the best. Yeah. And, and then of course, like you said, other things being taken into consideration, did you go out too hard on the 800? Did you, yeah. you know, did you do, you know, did you do the other things that, that were, are going to limit you on your lift portion, even though I know what you can do. Yeah. Um. So is that one of those things where you pull them aside and be like, Hey, you're lucky that worked because if it didn't, I would, I'd strangle you. <laughs> well, I do think that we did, ha- you know, Matt and me and Jake all had some choice words with them. But at the time, he, you know, he, 
I didn't, I wasn't at semis. And so he FaceTimed me and I was bawling. You know, I tend to cry when my athletes do well. And so it's like, I couldn't even say how pissed I was because all I could say was how proud I was. Yeah. Right. It's just like, I'm so proud of you because, you know, you took control and you believed in yourself. And like, that's all I ask of him is to believe in yourself and to be confident and to like believe in the, in what you can do. Like I believe in what you can do. And so it's like, he demonstrated that in that moment. And so it's like, all I have to do is be a proud coach, you know, we just take it and learn. And so it's like, we practice these things and we, you know, we're, we, we prepare, we try to prepare for anything and hope for the best. And obviously he, you know, it paid off for him. They all, all of the, they all had a great snatch day and just so happy. I'm yeah. really excited about this this games event. <laughs> the, so you just jumped my question. I was going to say, as as an Olympic weightlifting coach, how excited were you to hear the announcement for the Olympic total? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And it's funny because after semifinals, you know, like in the past, the games have been so like um, predictable in that if you did, a, if you saw a heavy clean at semis, you'd probably see a heavy snatch at the games. Or if you saw a heavy semi, you know, a heavy snatch at regionals, or back then it was regional. I always mm-hmm. call it regional, even though yeah. it's semi. Um, if you saw a heavy snatch, then you could probably be prepared for a heavy clean and jerk at the games. And after semis, and they're like, oh, a heavy snatch, and like, it's out of the way. And I was like, I don't trust that it's out of the way. And I literally said, I do not trust Adrian to not show up with some kind of heavy snatch at the games, whether it's a snatch ladder, another heavy single, because, you know, he is good at his job. And I, and I really believe that if anyone, he would be the one to be like, Oh, everyone did a heavy snatch. They all think heavy snatching is over. They're not going to work on it. So we're putting it in again. And so I was determined to still attack the snatch. Um, and so I did, you know, with all of yeah. them. So I'm really happy that I trusted my gut with that because, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes a lot of my coaching comes on intuition and trusting my gut and sometimes it pays off and sometimes it doesn't, but I just didn't want to bank on that. Like I just didn't trust that he wouldn't put something like that in. And then yeah. that it was announced and I was like, Oh, thank goodness. I trusted my gut. So has there been any more details coming out about what that format's going to look like? No, or is it I just basically. Was, yeah, there was a brief thing that said that they were they would only have two attempts um and like 20 seconds per lift or something. So I don't know, I don't know how that's going to look. I don't know if they're going to have a bunch of weights lined up and you just start and you go and there's going to be, you know, like kind of like a snatch ladder how they they rotate through the weights. Yeah. Like maybe they'll be able to rotate through the weights and go as heavy as you can. And it's, you only have two attempts at each weight. And if you miss it, you're out. Or if you just have two attempts total, like you go out there and you just load your first attempt, load your second attempt. So I'm curious to see how they're going to do that. Hmm. I don't know. That's, that's interesting. So that's, that's a different take. Cause I was, I heard two attempts and I'm like, I hope they don't mean that they're just going to have like pick your number and go for, you know, like two attempts. Cause I know they have three in Olympic weightlifting. Right. I, I hope it's not, you know, I hope they're not cutting it by one and just giving them two attempts. Just, you know, see who's going to yeah, either. Cause that's, that's dicey. Um, but I like, I actually like your format with like kind of the, I, mean, I, I really am hoping that's what it is because yeah. 
We've seen that in the past. And if they put a bunch of barbells out there, they can just go from snap, uh, snatch right into clean and jerk. Yeah. And if they buzz it, you have 20 seconds to complete the lift until you go to the next weight. And then you, if you miss that the next weight twice, so if you try it and miss it twice, then you're out of the like rotation. I don't know. I mean, I've seen them do that in a deadlift where it's like you keep going until you miss. If you miss it, you can like try again if you have time. If not, you're out. And then gotcha. the people that are left on the floor keep going. So I'm kind of hoping that is how it is. But who knows? We did we did a competition where actually um, they did a, a ladder similar. And you start with a snatch. You snatch as far as you can go. And then you clean. And then once you get as far as you can clean, then you deadlift. And snatch was worth, snatch was worth three points. Clean was worth two points. And then your deadlift was one point. Oh, wow. So your goal was to try and get as far as you could in the snatch to get as many points and then as far as you could in the in the clean. So yeah. very interesting format. I'm just, ex- I mean, I'm excited. I'm, I'm just so happy that they're putting a snatch and a clean and jerk in one event. And I'm just really excited about it. Yeah, it's going it, to be. It's going to be, I I'm, I think that's the Saturday event. Is that the, yeah. like the Saturday night event? I th- uh, and I'm just so excited because I know how prepared our athletes are for that. And I'm just excited to see all of the hard work pay off. Like not only in that event, of course, yeah. I'm happy about a snatch and clean and jerk event, but just every, <laughs> you know, every event. I'm just <laughs> And you are, and you're going to be in Madison. I will. Mm-hmm. You're going to be hosting classes in Madison. I am. I have five different classes. Okay. So I think I saw two of them at Big Dane. Yeah. So uh, there's three different days. One day I do two, like in the morning and the afternoon on okay. Thursday, snatches. And then Friday morning, I have a snatch class. And then Saturday morning and Saturday afternoon, I have clean and jerk. I would tell people to go to the, the GoWad website and sign up, but it is full. They sold out. It sold out like in under fifteen minutes. It's it's wait list only. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try and pull some strings and be like, <laughs> hey, hey, uh, hey, Matt. <laughs> yeah. All of our HWPO classes sold out like in minutes. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't know about it. I just saw the the I, I just saw something in passing today, and I was like, oh, I need to go do that. And then I saw it was the twenty first. So I was like, oh, it opened yeah, on the twenty first. There's no chance. There's a wait so. list. <laughs> yeah, so I'll be I'll be calling O'Keefe. I'll be sending him a text. Be like, hey, if I just kind of roll in, you just kinda in. <laughs> sneak me in, maybe. Um, uh, but you know, so you're doing you're doing classes. I'm sure you're going to be by the HWPO uh, training booth. Yeah, I'm doing a meet and greet on Friday. Okay. At, oh gosh, let me check the time. <laughs> I have so many times in my head. Oh no, I know. Um. At noon. At noon. At meet and greet at the booth. Perfect. At our booth. Um, and then also I have, I'm doing a, like a talk. More details to come on that. Okay. Um, got, so a te- got a little TED talk going on. Yeah. I have a big <laughs> schedule. <laughs> I'm so excited. It. I'm so excited to meet everyone. I couldn't believe our class, my classes sold out so fast. I was like, oh my gosh, that many people want to come learn from me. They sold out in minutes and I'm just so humbled and grateful. Yeah. It, and it's the, I mean, it's, it's part of that HWPO training effect. Like, yeah. every, like everybody has jumped on board and, and is, is all about it. And you are in that, in that group. So backtracking a little bit, how did you get attached to HWPO? Like how did, how did that come about? They called me. Oh, <laughs> they called me. 
<laughs> they, they called were, me they up. They were scouting. Yeah, they called me up. It's, you know, it's the, I had uh, coached Sammy a little bit a couple years ago for about a year in weightlifting. She had um, approached me through a friend and was like, hey, I want to, you know, really follow a weightlifting program. I want to do a meet, but not a real meet, just like a mock meet in my gym. And, you know, will you coach me? And so I started coaching her and we just connected and, um, they, you know, she reached out to me and said, Hey, I'm going to get you in contact with O'Keefe. And they talked to O'Keefe and Matt and here we are. So they, I didn't even know it was a thing and they <laughs> called me up and it was, and then I got off the phone and I cried. <laughs> how, how has it been since joining? Like, I mean, it's look, I'm with the, in my, I'm not even biased because I'm part of the team. Yeah. I mean, I am biased, but I am with the greatest team on earth. It's, I feel so every single day when I go for my walk, I say everything I'm grateful for. And every single day I say how grateful I am for O'Keefe, Sammy and Matt, and just the opportunity to be with HWPO. Um, I think that, you know, people in your, in, in life are given opportunities and you, you know, you don't just give them it. It's not like this thing that falls out of the sky. I mean, you, you work hard and the harder you work and the longer you work. And if you just put your head down and work, these opportunities come to you, but it's, you can't just like take that opportunity and be like, Oh, everything's great. Now you actually have to like take that opportunity and run with it. And I'm, I'm very grateful that they trusted me to, take that opportunity and to make something with that opportunity. Right. And, um, I do work really hard and I'm so grateful that they saw something in me that they wanted to be a part of what they were building. And I'm so grateful for the relationships that I have with my athletes now, because, you know, my HWPO athletes now because of that. And I'm, I'm so I'm so grateful to be on a training team with Matt and be one of his coaches because I learned from him so much. And it's like incredible to learn from the best and to be able to walk alongside the best and to be able to be with him coaching the best. And, you know, like his, you know, we're really focusing on like the legacy lives on, you know, the HWPO legacy lives on and, and that is Matt's legacy living on through us, his coaches and our, and our athletes and what we're building with HWPO. And I'm just so proud to be a part of that every day. Um, and I'm so grateful and I just love the fuck out of it. Am I allowed to cuss on this? Sorry. You are. It's, it's um, all good. Yeah, do it. <laughs> it's, you know, it's such a, I feel I mean, you know, Greg and I have worked alone for a long time and I haven't had a boss in a lot of years. And, you know, it's it's scary to go from working on your own to like having bosses and, and working with people. But I think that it's more that I have bosses, but now I have a team yeah. and like a family. And I have like, I just feel so at home. Like, I don't think I've ever felt so at home and so safe in within a community of people that I get to help build something incredible with. And it's just, it's empowering and it's, you know, motivating and inspiring and all of those good words that you can come up with to explain what a amazing thing that HWPO is. It, 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 and it really is 
Matt's legacy living on. And it's really cool to see. And I'm, I'm just happy to be a part of it in any way that I can. Yeah. And it seems like all the people, like you see the relationships and obviously there's a lot of stuff on, you know, through social media and, and things like that, but it just seems like there's such a family knit with everybody. Like even with talking to O'Keefe and, and talking to him about, you know, everything that's going on and, and how excited everybody is that there's a baby Fraser coming, which is, which is super exciting. And like, it's just like this whole family of people that are, you know, nobody's related, but they're all coming together as a family, you know, with HWPO. And it's really, it's really cool to see. And Matt Um, just knows how to surround himself with amazing people. And so, you know, he has a very strong vision in mind and he wants to be surrounded by the best because it makes him better. And then it makes us all better. And I just think it's really cool. um, You know, his philosophy behind that and, and his determination to have the best with him. And it, and it feels good to be part of that, but it also is inspiring. And it makes me want to be better because now I don't even have to be better. Just, I don't have to be better for myself or my athletes or my husband, but I have to be better for him. And, and it's just motivates me to keep like learning and growing and being better because I don't want to disappoint him. <laughs> him or <laughs> Yeah, it it is one of those things. It's like he he has an air about him. Like when he comes into a room, he does kind of just kind of takes over the room. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like you're like, oh, yes, okay. We want to make sure this <laughs> want to make sure this is good. Um, I don't care what anyone says. He's literally the greatest of all time. Oh, he was so nice. I got to so I got to interview him and O'Keefe at Wadapalooza. Oh, really? Uh, th- this past year, so we were up on stage and you know got to chat and talk. Actually, I interviewed him a couple times because I I did the champions panel as well. And he was so hilarious. Uh, when we were up there, um, <laughs> I'll tell a little story. The, um, when we did the champions panel, they did a Q and a, and so I was moderating and doing all the questions. And then for like the last five or 10 minutes, they're like, Hey, go up into the stands and get questions from people. I'm like, all right, no problem. And this is when everybody thought the games was going to Birmingham, Alabama. Oh Yeah. And so I go up into the stands. First question is, are you guys excited to go to Birmingham? And he looks at the crowd and he's, or he looks at, at all the other champs and he's like, that was canceled, right? He's like, everybody knows, <laughs> everybody knew that, right? That, that's canceled. And so oh I play it off. Cause I just talked to Don fall and I was like, no, Don fall said that, you know, no decisions have been made, blah, 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 blah. You know? And I kind of brushed it, brushed another rug. We, we wrap up, I come down out of the stands and he's like, Oh shit. He's like, I'm he's like I'm in so much trouble I let the cat out of the bag he's he's like he, he had some other choice words <laughs> he was just like was it bad like he's like how bad was it I'm like dude it wasn't that bad <laughs> like we we kind of played it over but he was he was cracking jokes about it. he's like yeah dude he's like I know 100% we're not going to Birmingham <laughs> oops sorry yeah, oops but uh, but it was it was cool it was fun um so kind of cycling through different things, um, jumping to a completely different subject. So you have awesome tattoos. Ah, thank you. So yeah, you, I, I'm, yeah, I've got, you know, my arm <laughs> and stuff done. So are you going to be in the booth doing the HWPO tattoo or were you told you're not allowed to get it? <laughs> no, I, I just think that that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, so O'Keefe said he's getting one. Yeah. I O'Keefe think said he's getting one because... 
well he said he said that you know he only gets ones that are you know have a a deep personal meeting like he's yeah. got his his i think his mom's signature yeah. and things like that so he's like this is you know important to me and 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 that jake come came on the show and he said yeah sammy said we're not allowed yeah. <laughs> he said he said nobody's allowed to get it uh i think i we mentioned I mean, I don't even remember the conversation. It was like in the early stages of talking about um, Matt's brother coming. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll totally get one. And Matt's like, no, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like joking. But I think like, I mean, it's different if like the HWPO fans get one or the yeah. HWPO, you know, like members, like our hard workers, we mm -hmm. call them and, you know, we don't call them members. We call them hard workers. But for yeah. those of us, the, for those of us who aren't familiar, for those people listening who aren't familiar with the HWPO community, they're the people, they are technically members. We just call them hard workers. Yes. Um, like, I think it's appropriate for them, or I think it's appropriate for O'Keefe or Matt to get it. But like the rest of us, I just don't feel like it's appropriate. I feel like it's kind of like a coach getting a tattoo or like a random person getting a tattoo of the Olympic rings if they themselves weren't an Olympic athlete. Gotcha. That's how it makes me feel. And it's yeah. not that I don't like live by everything HWPO stands for, but it's like, I don't even have a catalyst tattoo. It's just kind of not appropriate. Well, I mean, that's also similar. Like with me and my wife, we went and got matching tattoos, but not matching tattoos. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Like oh, we yeah. got, we got tattoos, but we don't do the names. Yeah. Like no names because that's like the, the, the kiss of death. Like you don't put, yeah. you don't put the, your significant other's names. What's that? And Greg and I are the same. He has a like an A and I have a G, but it's like, you don't, you know, we don't do like the whole thing. So we did Harry Potter tattoos. Oh, Harry, I love Harry Potter. Oh, yes. So you would get along with Jason very well then. Okay. Well, let me, well, first tell me about your Harry Potter tattoo and then I'm going to tell you about Jason. Yes. So on my, on my right leg, I got the Deathly Hallows and it's got the Elder Wand as the, oh. as the middle wand of course yeah. for the deathly hallows and then on her forearm she got the deathly hallows or she got the um elder wand with um with script coming out of the tip of the wand that says mischief managed oh i love it and then um, yes and then on the inside i don't know if you can see this is yeah. the harry potter time turner oh my gosh is the 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 time turner from uh oh i can see it which one prisoner of azkaban yeah um, so I, I have that because all the clocks that are on my, on my arm are all, um, dedicated to one of my children. So I have four, we have, oh, we have four, yeah, we have four kids together. So I've got four pocket watches, each set to the time. The time is the date that they were born. And then the Harry Potter time turner to signify that you can't turn back time, you know, live in the moment, kind of that whole thing. So kind of tying the, tying the whole thing together. Um, so I have always loved Harry Potter, but not like the way I love it now. So I've watched all the movies. Mm -hmm. I like doing Harry Potter Legos. Like that's a, an anxiety treatment for me is sitting down and doing Legos. I love um, Legos. And, you know, I, you know, and I have a daughter and she was very into Harry Potter. And so I was into it in that way. And so last year, I think around September, Jason's like, can we do a book club? And read Harry Potter. And I was like, okay, who's going to be in the book club? Me and you. <laughs> <laughs> and so he started reading at first. And I was like, I just kept putting it off. I really love like thriller books, like mystery mm -hmm. 
killer, serial killer, thriller, whodunit books. And I was like, I don't want to read Harry Potter because I love the movie so much. I didn't want to ruin it for me. And oh, so completely the opposite. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to ruin it. Like I didn't want to ruin my love for the movies. And so he, yeah. he kept pestering me like, why haven't you started this? Why haven't you started it? So I was like, okay, I'm going to start the book. And then I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I got sucked in. And so I read all the books with him and I'm a really fast reader. So I would get ahead of him and then he would be like, okay, well, I want to talk about this, but like, don't tell me what's coming in upcoming chapters. Like, don't tell me what's happening. Like, just pretend you've only read as far as me. And we would talk about it. And it was like, just a really amazing thing for the two of us. I love that kid. That's awesome. Uh, Jason, not Harry Potter. I mean, I love Harry Potter too. Well, but, yeah. yeah. Um, it was such an amazing thing for us, but also it like made me love Harry Potter even more because I read the books and oh my gosh, you have to read the books. Yes. Like it's a whole different universe. And then it also made me love Harry Potter more because I saw the whole universe through Jason's eyes as well. And it was just really special to me. And it's like something that I'll hold dear to my heart forever. Um, and I hope he doesn't hear this because he's going to tell me I'm sappy. But <laughs> well, I think he was the same way. He had watched all the movies, yeah, but hadn't gone back and read the books. Yeah, and exactly. the, and the books blow the whole thing so I much know. further open. I'm like, oh my gosh, this yeah. is amazing. We text each other and be like, holy shit, can you believe this? <laughs> it was just a really cool thing for us, and I'm really happy that you know we experienced it together, bonding. Yeah. Now, have you been down to Orlando and, and gone to Universal? Okay. No, not since I've read the Harry Potter books, but before, because my daughter, you know, at that time she wanted to go. So we had taken yeah. her to one in LA or in California and to Disney World, you know, because she wanted to buy the wand and go through the whole Harry Potter thing. But like at the time, it didn't mean as much to me because I hadn't read the books and you really have to read the books. Yeah. So, but you haven't been to the one in Orlando. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, you said you said Disneyland in California. So we went so. to the one in California, and okay. then the one by Disney World, like at Universal there. Yeah. So there's Universal, and then there's Islands of, Islands of Adventure. Yeah. And they've got the them joined together by the Hogwarts Express. Yeah. We took it, and I love that thing. They're opening a third one. What? So there's a new uh, there's a new place called Epic Universe, which I think is opening next year or maybe the year following. They're building it now. Um, which they're going to add another section that's Harry Potter. So like all three parks will have Harry Potter. Yeah. In Florida, like just down the road from the other two. So oh my gosh. yeah, it's called Epic universe and it's, it's supposed mm -hmm. to be, it's supposed to be amazing. So we'll see all, all the more reason to bring all four of my kids down to, <laughs> down to Orlando to, to do it. So, yeah. but, um, so what is, you know, other than the, you know, obviously the, we'll, we'll get back to the games and, and wrap up here in a minute, but the, um, other than the, you know, the Olympic event, the Olympic weightlifting event, is there anything you're looking forward to seeing or experience? Have you, you've been to the games before, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so is there any, all the way back to when they were in Romus. Nice. <laughs> is there anything you're looking forward to this year that is just like. I think that what is really cool for me this year, I mean, I went to the games last year with HWPO, but at that time, HWPO wasn't what it is right now, right? Yeah. So um, I think the thing that, I mean, of course, 
I am so excited for all of our athletes and just to see everything that they have accomplished and done and all of the, everything they've done in training. I just can't wait for the world to see what we get to see every week, every day. Um, and not just, it like fills me with pride already because I see how hard they work and what they've gone through. And it's, it's just so motivating. I can't wait to see that be rewarded, you know, and, and the world to see like, oh my gosh, this is the shape that these kids are in. And, um, but I'm also just excited to be there with our HWPO community that we all have, you know, the whole team has worked so hard for this entire year and to just meet everybody and all of our hard workers and the community events and to be able to do classes at Big Dane and meet people and, you know, that follow my program or are part of HWPO hard workers and, the meet and greet and just the whole thing of being at the games with our new, like our community that has been built is just like, I'm just really excited for that because I think it's just going to be so it's going to be a lot of hard work and it's going to be so rewarding. I know it. And so I'm just excited for the whole thing. Of course, the athletes are number one priority Yeah. Um, for me, you know, and, and, and all of us, but just, I'm just really looking forward to seeing what we, you know, what our, what our team has worked so hard for to bring the community together, um, you know, community events and sweat events and everything. It's just going to be really cool to see transpire. And I just am so inspired by the people I work with and what they've done to put this together. Um, it's just really cool. And I'm excited for that. Yeah. O'Keefe said he's going to try and break a record on North Park with the most people that he can fit on onto the field to do the sweat workout. Yeah, like the world's largest sweat. Yes. (laughs) It's going to be really cool. Well, Amy, thank you so much for coming on the show and doing this. Like I said, I love everything about your energy and everything you got going on and very excited to meet you in person in in Madison. And uh, I wish you the best and can't wait. Can't wait till next week. Gosh, it's only what a week away. Yeah, not even. Yeah. Really. What, what's that? I said, oh gosh, not even. I leave in a few days. <laughs> yeah, I'll be. I'll. I get there on Monday, so I'll oh, be there. Well, I look forward to meeting you in person. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on this podcast. It's really awesome to to see you and meet you and talk to your community. Well, thank you so much, and we'll and we'll chat soon. Okay. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Wix Appeal Podcast. Get connected by heading to Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Wex Appeal Podcast for more bonus buffoonery and to get the full Wex experience. Plus, make sure to subscribe on your podcast app today. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time for more barbells, beats, and buffoonery.